0: Welcome to the ski racing podcast with me, Ed Drake. I've assembled a crack team of experts. Uh, to,
1: to,
0: sorry, did you say, even, did
1: you say, say even, crack keep, team or crap
0: team of experts? Yeah, I couldn't even get that one out without laughing uh, to, to, to try and uh, dissect this weekend's action. Uh, we are looking back at an eventful, another eventful parallel um, before looking ahead to this coming weekend's female action over in Levy for double slalom um gentlemen where do we start who wants to go first
2: you probably we're probably the only ones you could get for free right that's why you took us
0: <laughs> yeah basically wait we don't get paid <laughs> i've been promising but no that's no, not happening uh,
1: where do we start um yeah well you know it's good to see it snowing um <laughs> 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 that's a positive surely um no, th- are we ever going to get a parallel that doesn't end in some kind of annoyance or controversy one time we, we need this event to work better before it can be you know more appreciated or enjoyed by the fans watching it because it'll, again we seem to have had another race where people are talking more about the courses and the time differences and the conditions than they are about the two people racing each other every run uh, which is kind of infuriating because the whole point of the the parallel is bring in new viewers, and if it's not an even contest and it becomes very predictable, you're not going to bring in new viewers and new fans. No one will be excited by it because they'll just be like, who's on that course second? Cool, they'll win.
0: It's been very divisive, hasn't it, really? I mean, people either love this or they hate it. I mean, not not crazy results like that, but they either love this discipline or they hate it. I mean, well, I, mean, I think that's life. People are very... Very much, they uh, you know, go hard one side or another of any issue. But I think the parallel, yeah, it's been taking a bit of a, a bit of a hit. It's kind of one of those things that ends up being like quite hard to defend. All of a sudden, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like I love the idea and I love the thought process behind it, as we've talked about hundreds of times before. But this this one was interesting. I think
1: I think we said we were going to start talking about the guys. So it would, unfortunately. The fact that it threw down with snow when the women's event was on, then meant there was a load of fresh snow on the men's course, which meant it cut up really quickly, which it invariably led to the courses being quite uneven. And I I, I feel quite bad for the organizing committee because you you can't really plan for that. You there's there's nothing they could do, they were doing everything they can to try and you know. You know, Rake and shovel out the ruts and try and keep it as even as possible. But you know, you can't you, you can't legislate for one person. You know, getting slightly out of control on a turn and hammering down on their left or right foot, and then all of a sudden they're starting a judder on that course. That then it becomes three gates worth of judder. You just they're just showing how hard it is to make it even. Um, and I, I enjoy head to head racing. It's something I always love doing, even if it was in fun races or. Any form of skiing or or dry stay or anywhere. I, I love head to head racing and I, I like the idea of it on snow, but they it,
0: they're really struggling to get it to work every year with this. Marcel, you've been
2: very quiet. I mean, look, I I thought last year in in it was a great race, um, with like Pintero winning and like Vlaho winning, like the usual suspects, and like I mean, there is not. If that happens, right? It's like an outdoor sport still, so you don't, you can't have any control over how the conditions are, and obviously in this case that was well, quite significant. But that can also happen with other events. I still think there is something good in a in a parallel race. Um, I always like doing it. I, I do actually prefer giant slalom, parallel giant slalom, over par- parallel slalom because I think yeah. that's just a bit stupid with how they block the gates and stuff you prefer the slalom sorry you do you prefer the slalom no the gs sorry yes i prefer sorry. the gs i mean it's just it's just nicer and looks natural like the others it was just not very nice to watch just the slaloms i, don't, so I uh, think well I don't, they were like cross gate like when i saw I mean, that well, side of
0: things is ugly but it was pro- i think that was the most even right i think because it was all man-made you know the hill was very much you know it's one piece of scaffold sort of setup where the gradient is identical on from side to side the thickness the depth of the snow is the same on one course to the other and I think that's one of the reasons why this parallel in in Lech didn't work and the, the piece itself the aspect is pretty decent in terms of it being even from one side to the other but you can't legislate for what's underneath the snow surface so if one's you know got one side of the course is more rocky under the snow or it's colder slightly or one's got a slightly more depth of of wet snow on the top because that's where it, it sort of created a, a sort of plateau, or whatever, of fresh snow that had just fallen. So you can't you can't legislate for that with the organizers. I, I but then on the other hand, you go on you go on both courses, right? So you have like one yeah, and that's when this half one a one second round. thing comes down to. It. People are talking about it should be bigger. It should be bigger. But the thing is, they've kept they've done it half a second because that still gives you a small chance. Of overturning that in a normal you know all things being equal half a second is unlikely to be overhauled but it could be whereas (laughs) if you if you eat yeah yeah but half that was down to the piece though right don't you think yeah so but if you if you eat that out to like 0.8 you may as well not even put your skis on because you're never going to make you you can't make up 0.8 you know if you if you. If you make that first run cut off further, then the whole point of that cut off is to make sure that there's still a race in the second round. Whereas half a second makes it still a, a, a battle, but more than half a second, not really. I mean, you've done you've
1: done parallels before, Ed, and you also had the, the time in ski across. You know how these how these gates work. This is quite different in terms of just half a second between timed runs. You, you can lose or make half a second just getting the timing right on the start. You've seen when people go too soon and they nearly fall out of the start well i yeah. think I think you could probably push it out a bit. I don't know what that number would be don't think that's the I don't think that's the fix i I don't like the idea that you can get beaten by more than half a second in the first thing. If you have one really bad gate, you can lose half a second yeah. At but least. then how do you fix it? So well, then, you make
0: it wider the, and then there's other races then that aren't head-to-heads because you've eked it because that gap's so big that it's just oh, not don't, a contest. Don't, don't, don't lose the first leg by half a second. Yeah. You
1: know, that, Like that, that's the point. Is If you want to level out the difference between the two courses, it's just whatever the
0: time difference is, the time difference is.
1: If you lose by 0.6 on the first run, that's how long you've got to make up. If you lose by 0.7, that's how long you've got yeah, but to make they're, that- But
0: they're also I- doing that deficit to try and make sure that there's still a race and you don't have buys. So if somebody skis out, you've not just got half the fields. I think it was in the uh, semi finals, the first run of the semifinals were all won slash lost mm-hmm. by the maximum. So because three of the four skiers the three, um, fell over. Yeah, but that's ski basically, you know. Whatever if, it was. If you're, so, if you're, Yeah, but then the second round would just be buys, wouldn't it? You'd just be seeing uh, people skiing down on their own. But, yeah, you, it, can, you not, can... That's not what this is about. I uh, agree. I think they need...
1: But I do think it needs adjusting in some way. I don't exactly yeah. know what it is, but that, that cap of half a second is, isn't working um, because of the differences we've been seeing in the snow. And I don't want to, like... Have this as a less known about parallel session because, as Marcel said, last year's one was a, a really good event. We were almost put at a disadvantage last week by half the field or half the top names that people would be picking as winners pulling out, and yeah. and that kind of that's set, set they're us laughing, off. Aren't they? We, we were already we were already in a bad mood before it started. Uh, so then when the race didn't quite go, it wasn't a great spectacle. You're already like, well, you know, that's. The, the, athletes are dev- the athletes yeah. are devaluing it, which means people are already looking for a reason to be mad. And then when the conditions don't help and the courses become uneven, everyone's ready to immediately jump on it and say it's rubbish. But you know, maybe fists need to run more parallels. I know it's kind of counterintuitive, but maybe by running more, they'll get a better
2: feel for what works and what doesn't.
1: Um, but they need more people to put the effort in, like
2: Leckhouse to. I feel like they should, have- be, they should be running some, like fist events or, or european cup events and find like some good places they can do and just let them crack on with it because i mean it's always it's always a bit stupid when you do like only one world cup race and you don't really get the chance to test like different modes and like stuff and then you see it once on tv and everyone's everywhere well that's actually shit. but it's just it's shit because it's not been like trialed properly so like if you would crack on with a couple of fist races where no one really well that's obviously awful to say but no one really cares <laughs> well, it's, not on TV, it's not on tv and it's not with the world's best exactly and then like maybe some european cup races you can show that on tv like some local tv fists like some whatever and you could just like check it out how it looks on on screen and then you crack home with a world cup and you do like a proper tour i've actually been reading this article today about I think he was like one of the former so Matthias Berthold who was like the head coach of the Austria ski team and he said they should be like partnering up with the pro tour in America because that's actually really interesting and that's actually that's pretty cool I mean it's it's slalom so obviously it's it's easier as we said already but they should they I think they should make a spectacle out of it because you can do you can do a lot with it like you can you can run it everywhere really. Uh, I mean I know the calendar is pretty full, but maybe you find some specialists doing it. Like you know, someone could be like a superstar parallel skier.
0: Yeah, well that's what they've tried they're trying to create their own discipline, aren't they? That's why it's not doesn't count for GS points. Yeah, well, which I
2: which I agree. Like I mean yeah, it would be, so good it thing, will be stupid it? to have that for GS and then counting into the rankings, but you can have like some I don't know, maybe I'll start a comeback, like be like a parallel racer. <laughs>
1: Do you want to do you want to say, want to say uh,
0: who won? We normally start off with that, and we've just skipped all that and just gone to yeah. yeah well, <laughs> to talk well about we everything did else. see Christian H- Hirschvill picking up his first ever World Cup win at the age of 31. Then uh, old oh, Brensteiner picking up. Well, it wasn't Brenstein, of Ra- Can't even Roshner. remember. Who it was Dominic Rashner. You were commentating on this, right? Yeah, I you? was. Uh, yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> no, yeah. So Hirschvill and then Dominic Rashner double double uh, success for the Austrians with without Lily McGrath and third with Henrik Kristofsson being the unlucky man to miss out on that one um, how did the Austrian press receive it because obviously we you see on social media and we're talking about the race as being a bit of a, a, a tricky one to get your head around with the conditions but what, what did the Austrian press make of
2: it? I mean look, obviously they were excited because he has been there for a long time and I think he lives in the area as well so it's like basically like a real home win for him and they were so happy for him and also for Roshner and I mean Perto got like I don't know six something like that and McGrath Lily came back from an injury so I think you know what like in in five months time except for maybe like actual experts and I'm including not excluding us in this one because we're not experts but those guys no one's gonna ask because they want like hirschberg will always have a Cup win behind his name like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't matter it's he's a Cup winner now and Russia has a podium like who cares who showed up and what the conditions were in the end for us obviously on like a, a weekly base we love to watch it we want to have like some change stuff but for them i mean honestly they don't care they just he won and that's the most important
1: yeah yeah, and I, d- I definitely think we shouldn't take anything away from the people who did turn up. And um, you know, it, there's nothing to say that you know Hirschbühl wasn't giving it absolutely everything every run. He he skied he skied brilliantly. I, you know, felt a little bit bad for for Rashner because he had been the man to beat all day and just lost out in the final. But you know, there was still some great skiing on on display from these guys, and, and it was awesome to watch. And you touched on uh, McGrath; like we were wondering if he'd be firing on all cylinders in and after coming back from quite quite a bad injury last year, and it's it's brilliant for him to get that kind of shot in the arm of getting a podium and having an awesome result. And yeah, and what coming back, really kicking on,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, he he did not have a good time in sold that's for sure. But he did definitely have a good time yesterday. Oh, two days ago. It's uh, it's
0: one of those th- it's one of those things, isn't it? I, you're right. No, nobody's going to really look back. No, you can't be taken away from you. And I think it's we'll talk about it in a minute, but the. The um with uh, Shlokar winning the the ladies event and how she kept saying almost in her interview that, you know, it's, I know it's only a parallel. It's not a real, you know, it's not a, a core event. You know, just, it's a World Cup. It's a World Cup win. It's, you know, just because other people
2: decided that it doesn't count as much, you know. It's that- not, honestly, like, if, if they don't want to show up, they don't show up, like, then, well, they're not the best ones to be there anyway. Like, the, everyone who was there... the best ones and we might think differently people might think differently but at that time they were not the best ones because they didn't show up so they like well they disqualified themselves already so anyone who won and who got a podium hey hats up to them and it was pretty
0: it was pretty close with the the qualification the top 16 were only separated by 0.44 of a second uh so it was very tight racing and charlie raposo just misses out uh, in 17th um missed it by three hundredths of a second so uh, a good a good slash frustrating day i don't know i'm not sure if you'll be frustrated really because
2: uh, they're a pretty cool
0: result but i think um
2: but he keeps that uh, he keeps on working hard that's for sure <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you like i mean like Again, similarly similar to what we just said about about the guys on the, the podiums, you know, at the end of the day, it's his, it's his first World Cup points, and if that gives him motivation going into the next set of races, then then that then then that's what what he needs. I think we were on our you know podcast WhatsApp group, and we said when he put that first run down in in qualification, you know, you guys said that was you know some some brilliant skiing. That's some of the best turns I've I've seen him do. Now, if he can take that form into a, a you know. a you know, some even. Well, I'm not sure what races come next for him, whether it's Europa Cups or the next round of World Cups. But if he can put that skiing and that confidence together, then you know,
0: let's let's see it, and it'll be it'll be brilliant. Yeah, but I also don't want him to get carried away in terms of, with the with this parallel GS result, and then not go and do the Europa Cup stuff, or go and do the the, the lowering start number because that was that was the thing that we just talked about how this doesn't count for GS rankings so you're still it doesn't matter like uh andrea shlokar when has won the the ladies race is still going to start in the exact same bib that she started soldering in you know barring one or two depending on injuries so she you know this that effect has no effect on any any further races this season because there aren't any more parallel events so i think it, it's like you say good confidence boost it's a nice you know a bit of weight off the shoulder of picking up world cup points um but the plan stays the same because this actually changes nothing
2: it's good for the stats book I really i mean good, it's, it's good for the socials it's good well, for him as well i mean obviously you're not going to hear the end of it but um <laughs> you know like the thing is like it, it's great to pick up some worker points it's great to pick up wins because it, it doesn't really help you in a sense but it on the other hand it does help you because i mean Hirschsprung. I don't know if he will ever win another World Cup race. I hope he does, but it could be his one and only World Cup race. And honestly, like that's good to have that behind your name if you finish your career. Better to have one World Cup win than no World Cup wins. Exactly, like all of us. Yeah, probably have like some dry slope champions. So that's that's yeah. awesome. Just to mention that. Yeah, world champion. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Well, <laughs> you're even world champion. World no, no, champion. no, I'd never. No, age, age
0: group world champion, actually, not,
2: not overall world champion. It's a bit like the Americans who call the football like the world champion of football, but they're basically the only one who's playing. And you guys are like Brits are the only ones who do like dry slopes. Hey, we're not. And we told you this. <laughs> Taken very seriously by lots of, lots
0: of very important ski racing nations. The Welsh do it too. <laughs> I'm fairly sure there were some Belgians and some Dutch there that yeah, year, and a couple <laughs> Frenchies as
2: well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm making fun of it, but I, I think it's a great <laughs> way to start. I think it's a great way to start skiing as well. Like, if you don't have a, a mountain around you, why wouldn't you go on a dry slope ride? Do it,
0: do it. Advocate is Marcel's looking for a new role: marketing manager for the dry slope scene. Do we need um, to talk about uh, how brilliant we were at Pix this week? I think we need to talk about how brilliant the ski racing podcast community were at picks because uh, the standings are identical for everybody apart from one person that picks. So of the hundred and something people that entered last week, uh, only one person picked up a single point and it is a uh, Lee's dial pick. And a, his, his name on the entry list is Ski's Guy. Um, well played. So he, and Ski's Guy <laughs> thought that Lee's Star was going to win. And so he picks up, I feel like he should get 100 points, but he picks up a solitary point. Um, Honestly, like that guy deserves a medal.
2: I think he, he plucked should get that one.
0: He needs to get in the lottery. He needs to start picking some lottery numbers. And because uh, across both men and women, nobody. Picked a winner or a point
2: scorer you know I want, I actually wanted to touch upon something quickly which I thought was very interesting I'm not sure if you guys watched the qualification specifically the women's qualification but was her name Sternesund yeah yeah and at least oh, they were both like the quickest one in qualification runs and it was and I I watched it very carefully and like obviously just wanted to have a look at it and both of them were so quick on those middle flat gates because they were tucked, and I thought that was really interesting because no one else tucked in the whole field, and those two tucked. Obviously, slow car. Um, God, I'm really sorry. Slow car, but my pronunciation is not very good. But I, I thought that was some, that's something that people maybe can watch out for. If if you go into into a tuck position, if you have time for it for just a couple of gates, it's so much quicker than actually being like upright and like what you would usually do in GS. So I thought that was just like something that I picked up on, on the race. Yeah,
0: so, so yeah, um, Stenersen won the qualification run by four tenths.
2: Yeah, she smashed that one.
0: The absolute, absolute domination in, in that. And she did basically did one turn wrongs the whole day. And that was three gates from home. I talk about it on the uh, Ski Racing Podcast Extra on the YouTube channel. And she basically does one turn wrong uh, where it costs her the win. After just dominating, she was quickest in the qualification. She was, in terms of individual times in each of the rounds, she was first or second every single in every single heat that she was uh, that she was tackling in. The, the women were separated. Their one to 16 was separated by 0.77 of a second. But if you take the 0.42, I think it was out and go second to 16, it was... Crazy, crazy tight again.
1: Well, so you mentioned that uh, uh, tucking on the flats and the aerodynamics. There was this British ski racer once that used to uh, tuck through uh, combinations in slalom. That used to take a lot of abuse for it. Uh, his name's Dave Riding, uh, so perhaps you need to uh, get on the uh, uh, Instagram and tell him to get back to tucking through combinations on snow as well um, to see if he can... Uh, get some valuable tents in there. But it, it is one of those things. Like you, you see it in, in a lot of races, especially when there are extended flats. So Solden's one of those places when you see people on those last few gates. Is it better to be in a tuck or is it better to just be low and get as much power as you can out of your legs? Because some people in a tuck can't generate the same power as they can uh, out of it. But it is, you know, it was, it was interesting when when you said that and mentioned it because I went back and watched and was like that is, you know, there is a clear difference.
2: Well, the thing is like with, with the tucking position, right? So, and this is a bit technical, but when you, when you ski down a mountain and you're in a normal GS position upright, you obviously can have like more angle on your hips and your knees and everything, um, which, which helps you going around the corner. But when you have your skis and your, and your legs under your, under your body and you're in the tuck position, you can accelerate more. Like you, can, you, you don't have, well, you kind of have more power or at least the, the way you, you ski is like a lot quicker because you go like more of a, like a straight line. And also if you have your, if you imagine like your upper body is at the gate and your skis are somewhere out in the rut or whatever, in a normal position, it's a lot harder to, to get like the power into, into the turn. And when you have them under you and you're in a tuck position or in like a, in a very like compact position, you can, you can definitely have more power on the ski and in your legs than you would do when they're like a bit further apart. And I think that's, that's, a, that's an important thing to watch out for in, in most of the GSs because there, are, there is always some sort of flat skiing. And, and if you can keep it under you, and if you actually well, kind of are confident enough to go into a tuck position, you will be a lot quicker. If you look at Hirscher, right? So he wasn't that tucking that much, but he was always very like, his whole body and his legs were not moving very far apart, except for in Slalom. In GS, he didn't do that much of that. And I think that's one of like the things that people, people can watch out for because the further you go away with, with your skis from your actual body, the less power you accelerate or the less you can accelerate. And if you keep them under you, you definitely have more power and control. And, and that was a good example of them. Like they've gained probably a couple of tenths there um, just in, in five gates. It's the same downhill, whatever.
0: I think, yeah, it's one of those that's easy to overlook, isn't it? Because it feels good working a ski and being out of a tuck because it feels like you're doing something. Yeah, but it's exactly it, it's, like it's not. Whereas in a tuck, it can, it's easy for a tuck to feel lazy because you don't feel like you're working the ski enough. But um, yeah, certainly one of those things that can easily be overlooked. I wonder whether in terms of, um, you know, older styles of giant slalom courses, if there was more, tucking opportunities and they sort of set those into it because everyone used to race giant
2: slalom with bendy poles yeah but have you have you ever seen a, a giant slalom race from like i don't know the early 2000s and late 90s yeah, like a, there is one there Gruniga. is one thing no there is one thing i would recommend for everyone to look at it's the i think it's the olympic gi- giant slalom in nagano in japan herman meyer Google it on YouTube, and you will like this is this is literally a downhill. It's so straight, and obviously Herman Meyer was like a machine anyway. So it just looks like he's going a thousand miles an hour. And I I would recommend for everyone like obviously a lot has changed, but this is like really. I was going to say the
1: the turning radius of the skis in '98
0: was probably about three hundred meters at that point as well. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have a turning radius. They were just straight. It wasn't. There wasn't one. Um, but let's talk about the ladies race. So it was Liesdal that was in third. Uh, she beat Bissino, who who is actually skiing really well, but Liesdal, she's that very dynamic skier. So uh, she was, was quicker than Bessino in qualifying as well. So she, she managed to pick up that final step on the podium in the battle in the small final. Uh, and it was Stenesson who missed out to Andrea Schlokar of Slovenia um, and she uh, she was ecstatic with her win. And I just I really enjoyed her interview. She was you talked spoke very well about it. But she like I said earlier on, she sort of put herself down like I know not everybody was there. And I know this isn't a classic event. Um, so, you know, she was like, oh, I'm just happy. It's sort of almost apologetic that she'd won, that nobody had been there or less people had been there. And so yeah, it's interesting. And, and the coach of the Slovenians is Livio Magoni, isn't he? So is that having an effect already? Mm, not sure. Yeah, too early for that one. Too early for that one. No, see, I'm not if... the Slovenian if... team or the Italian team. Now, Livio Magoni's with the Slovenians, isn't he? Now I know you're gonna fact check me. I'm not gonna stop recording because I'm almost certain that this is an accurate fact. <laughs> we'll I'm talk... fairly sure that's I'm fairly sure that's what we said. We'll talk. About, uh, so we'll come on, Well, Marcel, Make sure. Well,
2: that I, we'll... well, I'm I'm googling it, but it's it's quite tricky because I don't even know his surname. Like, how do you spell his surname? You'll you'll get there. You you uh,
1: you can work it out. Um,
2: um, so
0: but... yeah, but I think I, I mean I kind of I. Can... Oh yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: You're right. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. For a change, uh... Ed has not just made something up on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a broken clock's right twice a day. Um, well, so see, you can say whatever you want. He won another race. <laughs> I mean, a sort of a tongue-in-cheek gesture, uh, comment, but it was interesting that I was I was pretty pleased for those guys to get a win. I was chatting to uh, an ex-racer friend of mine, Gaspar Markic, who's now part of the uh, Slovenian Europa Cup co- um, coaching team, and he said that yeah, the the, the, the team went wild and they went out <laughs> celebrating and uh, everybody was super pumped, as you imagine them to be. Uh, it, another story from. The women's race but also we talk about it the same for the men's race is that the the bigger names inverted commas that did start and and raced and came for points for the overall really didn't fire on all cylinders obviously um myself maybe you should like mute mute me for a second. I was going to talk about Pantero skiing out and not scoring any World Cup points. No, this is probably troubling you. You should just stop crying. It's okay. <laughs> uh, so he didn't score any points, uh, but also Lara Gut Barami obviously turned up. One of the bigger names in the in the ladies' field, she ended up being fifteenth. Leansberger, World Champ, sixteenth place. Um, so the the opportunities, the thought the thought process for them to come and race and and pick up points uh, didn't really materialize um and yes weekend two race two of the of the season but it could be really tight and uh, and the guys that didn't race would have been nervously watching that for the big for their rivals to pick up big points and actually they might be walking away feeling a bit smug at the fact that they've uh, you know not lost much ground
1: maybe um but you know, if uh, Laura army wins by the overall by sixteen points, those will be sixteen well earned points for for turning up. Um, Absolutely, and and, and and doing the parallel. I, I think Leansberger was certainly a bit of a surprise for me. Like obviously, you know, I think she performed really well in in the parallels last year, both world champs and uh, and in let. I, I don't really know what happened to the Austrian in, in the women's. None of them really had a particularly Good day. I think the best was, was Brunner in uh, ninth for, for the Austrians. It was it was a bit of a shame because it was kind of well set up for them, a bit like it was for, for the men's in terms of that kind of home race feel and thought they might be able to pull some results out. But there, there was a lot of strange performances. I think I think you touched on it, Ed Basino was probably one of the more consistent performers on the day, but by her standards, she looked like she was fighting with her technique a bit all, all day. You're used to watching her ski and everything seemed completely effortless, but it looked like something wasn't quite there for her that, that normally is. But I don't know if that was just her trying to eke out every fraction of a, of a second as she could while she was racing, but something didn't quite look right. And after seeing, obviously she uh, had, had a nightmare in, uh, in, in Solden. I don't know if that was maybe just a bit of extra pressure she put on herself trying to make up more points.
2: I mean, I think you said it all, mate. That's that's it. I feel like Pintero had a shocker. I mean, let's be honest. I think that is that hurts a bit, especially because I, he was on my prediction for the predictions league as well, which is um, is probably the worst part of it, really, because um, I could have I could have just been up there with that other Mister who had who collected some points. They would have both won a medal. Um, Ed, Ed, you are you, you, you can't win everything <laughs> for the Austrians, right? You, you have a, a one and a, and a two and a, a six in the men's race, right? so you, well, you have to give in somewhere. Otherwise, it would get boring, and we don't want to have that anymore. We just want to have like, as many people as possible, as many different people as possible, oh, except sorry. when it comes to the overall welcome for the men's. That's one person.
0: <laughs> ben, I was, well, I was trying to say whilst I was on mute classic zoom muting uh, was that I thought you'd actually played a blinder with your repick after Favre injured himself before and I was thinking that you're going to you know catapult yourself up, up the leaderboard and then and then it, and then he lost in that small final and then it was you know as as was
1: yeah so I got just as many uh, points with the repick as with the original pick um a
2: point for Ben I bet some people are gonna pick slow car next time.
0: Yeah, but she's still gonna be start or she's leading the overall. Hey, who knows? She leads the World Cup overall standings. Does she actually? She does actually. Well Joy, she had a back, be check fair... me. Fact check me. Do it.
2: Do it. Well, to, <laughs> to be fair, like she had a fourteenth a fourteenth place in Austria in, in as well. So that's 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 pretty impressive. So she's not like uh like some fluke coming somewhere, like she's been fourteenth in the giant slalom. And she's not, she's not that old. So, I mean, it was, it could, some people could have expected that. We all didn't. But someone, could Livio Magoni definitely said, oh, she's going to be the favourite. Yeah, he would have known. He, he, knows. he knows everything. I bet she's going to take a screenshot of that ranking being first in the overall. Absolutely. Two right. She should. Frame
0: it. Retire at the top. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> when you retire? Retired
2: leading the overall. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing more to gain anywhere. Yeah, I completed ski racing. <laughs> um, have we got
0: anything to add, gentlemen? Have we said enough about the parallel? And I think we won't have to talk about it now uh, until next year, because not even in the Olympic Games is there an individual parallel. That's if just it, if it
2: will out. ever happen again,
0: it'll happen when... again. Because <laughs> it'll happen again because it does. It does open it up to new fans, and that's why I think they'll they'll persist but I think they've just they just not quite got the blend right yet but you're right Marcel you've hit the nail on the head they should go away and practice this not at World Cup level on television they should go and find out how this works skiing Europa Cup or Fizz and actually you know fine tune it away from the the spotlight
1: One one of the bits I was looking at I was just looking at the notes I scribbled while I was watching uh, the event um, and, and one of the things I said w- w- would be, I think, useful for, for viewers is if they threw in
0: split timings into Reaction the parallel time. as well. The action times would be really interesting. Like You talked about Re- ski cross. That's like really interesting to see who, who you know, because some of them had that half a second deficit and they would have made up a couple of tenths just in the start. I mean, most starts are within, within when we did ski cross, most starts are within a, a tenth of each other if you're if you're
2: okay. further than the 10th that's you, you you've messed you're up yeah last you lose um, you can't so,
0: win, you can't win at the start but you can lose at the start
1: yeah i think i think yeah so a combination of that and then just like a halfway whenever you come over that roll at the end of those two three you know fairly straight gates just because all of the camera angles until the finish one are from the side obviously people who are more used to watching ski racing are looking at when the racers are passing the gates, but it's not always clear exactly who's in front for probably a less, um, uh, I, uh, I'm trying to not to insult myself too much, to too, someone paying uh, too, too much attention. Um, so, so for a slightly more casual fan, it might always appear like the side closest to the cameras leading. So if they just threw in a split time halfway, yeah. I think that would also give you a little bit more of a picture of where things are um because sometimes it's, it's, it's not always yeah it's, it's not always accurate and, and when the, the commentators are in full flow you don't always you know you can't always tell so if you're watching with someone who doesn't know as much about ski racing if they, they don't know who's winning a lot of the time so i think oh, like
0: you people, said the reaction people, times would be good the American um as listeners well. would have known exactly what was happening because i was telling them what was happening and i'm always right a- apart from when you said uh, the wrong person uh, from austria uh, one uh came second. <laughs> this, this, is, this is that bit is actually going to make no sense because I will have cut that out. You <laughs> <So, laughs> have to cut this bit out as well. That bit where you said Stefan
1: Brensteiner came second. <laughs> no, no, I really can't take it
2: out. What a up <laughs> Absolute stitcher. I bet uh, he would love to come second as well. Actually,
0: next week is just <laughs> going to be Ed and Marcel. Ben Ben's, Ben's <laughs> sitting there, out to think about what he's done. You can't get. You can't get away with just cutting
1: chunks out whenever you say anything wrong. We all say stuff wrong. It's fine. (laughs) No, up until
0: now, I've never said anything wrong.
2: I've written down a couple of times a couple of things you said wrong. Should I read them for you? (laughs) I
0: know that's absolutely not true because that would entail you actually doing some work or actually
2: write. I can't even write. (laughs) Uh,
0: Okay, have you now finished messing this podcast? I have now finished messing up
2: this podcast. Thank
0: you. Thank you. you. Uh, So we look ahead now to Levy. Uh, That is the next stop on the World Cup Tour. No men's action this coming weekend. It's double slalom for the ladies up in the Arctic Circle. And it is going to be, hopefully, a nice, solid race beast where the best skiing uh, is going to come to fruition uh, levy is seems to be one of those races that always looks good on telly the snow looks good the peace looks fun the
2: conditions it is a it is great race. it's a great race i've been there a couple of times it's 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 impressive it's nice to be up in the arctic circle sort of have a bit of coldness around you if you don't live in the uk you not get that very much often apparently through because of global warming okay.
0: <laughs> Dangerous slope. Dangerous slope there. I get off. What are you guys looking forward to seeing? What, what are your thoughts about this coming weekend? Did you know, or do you know? <laughs> Probably. See, okay, without looking it
1: up. Uh, the, la- the, la- the last time someone uh, not named
0: Shifrin or Lahova won in Levy, give me a year. A year?
1: Yeah. I've
0: got to try and think who it might be. Um is it, are we just talking slalom? Did they race women's
1: yes? Yeah. No, just just the slalom, just the slalom. I can see Marcel's led forward, so I know he's Googling. No,
2: I'm not. I'm actually just <laughs> I'm actually just looking at the results, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at all the results. I'm just gonna guess as well.
0: So no no Schiffer no Vlahova. Yeah. I can't even think who that would be. Marley Shield. Kath, Kathleen.
2: Marley Shield.
1: Uh, she has got a win there, um, but the last time someone not named Shifrin or Vlahova won was in the 14 15 season and it was Tina Matsu.
2: Oh, good for her.
1: That's a, that's a long time of domination from Shifrin and Vlahova. Yeah. And
0: Shifrin's got four wins and Vlahova's
1: got three, I think. Well,
0: well I so guess they going to be one of them. They've, they've started their own um, herd. It's probably going of, to because the amount- <laughs> they win a reindeer, don't they? Oh, the Christmas! The the oh, Christmas because yeah. they'll be fast reindeer as well. Those ones, to be fair.
2: I'd love to win a reindeer. I'd love to win a World Cup. It's not going to happen now. Round <laughs> like <laughs> a reindeer. I just I just tolerate winning a World Cup to get a reindeer. That's basically what they all do.
0: For um, um, to our resident this- weather expert. God. What, what's what's it looking like?
1: No, he didn't ask me last week, so uh, I didn't bother looking at, looking out <laughs> this week. I had last year's weather report ready to go, or last week's weather last report. Last year's right? weather
0: report. <laughs> yes. uh, no,
1: I, have, I, haven't, I haven't checked, but the photos everyone's putting up seem very nice at the moment. Seems uh, like the piece pretty hard and solid and uh, uh, ready to go by the looks of it. But, you know, we you know what it's like in, in, in Levy. It's always some kind of weird twilight dusk situation you're never quite sure what time of day it is out there but you generally don't need to worry about it being too warm that's for sure
0: but it's it's always it's always a good spectacle so I'm looking forward to uh, to watching the women race out there the men are on route to Lake Louise if you're one of the lads and like to do downhill um so they're on their way out because they race next weekend and training starts that Wednesday next week, I think it is. So that's what the gents are up to. So just women in action. Um, is there anything you want to talk, or do we go straight into the old picaroonies for the production, the predictions league?
1: I mean, we, I guess the, the one of the bigger things to to say what's what's happening on the women's side is we're going to get our first look possibly um, at, at Wendy for this season. She's managed to. Uh, injure yeah, herself um, yeah. but she's been posting this week that she's got, uh, you know, she's able to hit Starlem Gates and is, is is ready to go again but she had that peculiar injury that ended with both of her wrists being in the cast for a few weeks so she's someone who's uh, previously uh, performed pretty well there and and obviously last year we kind of had that emergence of, of Michelle gizin in terms of like a real podium contender she's always been kind of Near the podium until that, and then at Levy last year, she just kind of burst onto the thing.
0: It's, it's always, hard. I mean, the first line of the year, every again, it's another tough one to try and pick, I think, because we haven't seen other other than what people are putting on their social media what's, uh, what's going on. But it is one of those where the snow, that sort of dry snow, is very grippy normally, so you sort of get a few, you can get a few extras. Uh, a bit closer, can't you? Because just sort of makes it a tiny bit less.
2: Yeah, but if it's not on social media, <laughs> did it even happen? That's, well, that's the
0: that is true. That's true.
2: <laughs>
0: That'd be interesting. But yeah, um, but surely, I mean, surely it's going to be a three horse race, isn't it? What do you guys think? I think it will be. Which three are we talking about? Well, Schifrin, Blahover and uh, Liensberger.
2: Which is the result from last year, just Vlahova won, right?
0: Ben, you don't look you don't look convinced. I mean
2: I mean you're gonna, sen-
0: you're gonna pick Sandy Wendy, are you? I wasn't gonna trust Wendy, uh uh based on having not seen her
1: ski at all um this year. But I was I was thinking of 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 Gidding and how well she performed in, in Levy last year, but she's coming off having glandular fever. Um that's why she she rate she had it just before Solden, but raced with it. Um but has been saying she's been feeling you know tired for a while so it, pr- it probably is between those three but as as we found this weekend you know uh was you know christine lisdale was uh seventh in the slalom standings last year so she might have something to say about it off the back of a, a, a podium um trying sure. trying try, try to give give the listeners some other people to pick other than those three so we <laughs> don't come
0: out of another weekend with any they don't listen to us they don't the listen points. to us anyway thankfully <laughs> most of most of them are beating us so <laughs> no one's really listening to us i did have somebody write in to say just please let marcel pick who he wants otherwise he's just not going to be on the pod anymore because he's just going to quit <laughs>
2: <laughs> who said that
0: <laughs> somebody i can't remember who it was now he's quite uh, right quite right whoever uh, said that apologies to whoever it was that wrote in
2: but <laughs> yeah they, you've they already said... in confidence to you and you just like broadly announced it on the podcast in front of thousands of people well, i didn't i didn't i haven't named them yeah true
0: But it's just—it's just more. It's more of a thing on on you that you take this very, very seriously, and you get very frustrated.
2: I do take it seriously, and you know what? My girlfriend said she's gonna she's gonna give me a couple of races advantage, and I'm if she beats me at the end, I'm gonna be actually really, really angry.
0: (laughs) You're gonna get her on the pod so that she has to play by our rules.
2: No, I'm probably gonna. I'm not going to say what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> this,
0: is fam- this is a family-friendly podcast. Good choice, good choice. Um, <laughs> okay, so, Ben, as, as, as the order is still the same, do you want to give us, I mean, I, I, it's kind of pretty obvious, I think, who, who the three of us are going to go for, um, but just who, who would you like to set your stall out with first? I don't know
1: anyone Just whoever one pick- race everyone- for you. Whoever I pick. Just seems to have a rubbish weekend. So I'm now terrified that even if I pick like the ultimate favourite, <laughs> they'll get me no points. Uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna, Don't I'm worry, gonna I'll go i I'm gonna go Schiffer in race one uh, and go go for the the what in theory is the ultimate banker, but
0: we'll find out. Uh I will go Flahova
2: then. Oh, how creative you both are. Um uh, and you're gonna go Linz yeah? I'll go Linsberger and then I don't. (laughs) How creative of you, Marcel. (laughs) Unbelievable. All
0: right. I feel like if if Marcel doesn't get to go first, he's going to claim that it's a a Well, I've already picked a different. (laughs) I was going to say, did you not hear him? He (laughs) did his second pick at the same time. Um, I'm going to go double double Vlahova. So Ben, are you going to go Leestal? You are, aren't you? <laughs> because you, because I know the, how your very you don't want you going to go. You want to go a little bit left field, so you've got an I don't want the symmetry. Yeah. No
1: points. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't to Lisa picking up no points. I just want to not pick up no points. <laughs> um, no, I'll go. I'll go, I'll go uh, as well on this one. And if she doesn't give me points, and Leestal comes on the podium, you will not hear the end of it uh, next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. Um from a British perspective, Charlie Guest will be donning her skis. I think she's gonna be just outside the 30. I think she's got quite enough World Cup startless points to start inside the 30, but her fizz points are good enough that she'll start in the low 30s. So um a great opportunity. And I spoke to her a few weeks ago and she's really looking forward to Levy. She's spent quite a bit of time up there in the last week or so, um, get trying to get ready and making sure everything is is uh as tip-top as it possibly can be.
1: Let's yeah, Lev pick up. Sorry, I was going to say Lev, Lev is not one of those one of those slopes or peaks. Providing the weather's not too bad, that that a uh, particularly outside the 30s number matters as much. It's one of That'd those places bad, yeah. where often you will you see, see people coming from a bit higher out because they're you could you could see a tuck um yeah if any if any of the uh world cup
0: racers are listening marcel's yeah, called out we already get, get we'll know who in. they are we'll know who they are as well we see a world cup Tucker, we be like uh, they listen to the podcast
2: can you imagine someone will talk i would that will make my day <laughs>
0: <laughs> i might, I might um, but,
2: will go into coaching afterwards if someone goes into a talk <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: um but yeah hope, hopefully we can we, we saw some brilliant skiing from charlie last year and and that's what we want to see again this year it'll be first couple slaloms be good to if she can get some some solid points under her belt nice and early this year yeah. um, and kind of set set her stall out for the for the season to come absolutely
0: absolutely Marcel, anything to add
2: no, I'm excited to see it I think is always good, and it gives us an indication to what we can pick next because a bit of a wild guess I guess except for yeah those.
0: these these opening races are particularly tricky just because it's uh we it. i'm
2: glad i have already an advantage over both of you so that's okay oh, i can't
0: wait for you to pick up nil point nil for you or for chessy <laughs> to come and start beating you in this in this race and then it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how we do <laughs> honestly I, any
2: moves. anyone can beat me except for you two and Chessy. that will be my worst nightmare
0: <laughs> right ben come on let's do some proper we'll do some real analysis would we'll, we'll combine our scores. <laughs> that's that's not analysis. That's
1: maths. Um, <laughs>
0: and it probably still
1: won't be enough. Um, <laughs> it's only so many times you can add zero to something uh, <laughs> and wonder why the numbers not going up. Um, but uh, yeah, I will do my best to start
0: getting some points, and then we can start worrying about adding them up later. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks, gents, and until next time, it's bye for now.